0: Now, welcome along to the Tuesday edition of the Walker AC Experience. I'm, my name is Adrian, and welcome aboard. Of course, this show is brought to you by walkerac76.podbean.com. That's where you can find all of our shows, and of course, buy some merchandise under cafepress.com forward slash W-A-C-E. And, of course, we're going to hold off all the plugs until the end of the show because we know you didn't tune in just to listen to plugs. Today is a very special day. Otherwise, other than being a Tuesday, of course, and you should be tuning in, listening to the show, and, of course, receiving all of those notifications that we are here for you. Let me introduce my co-host for this edition. She's a comedian. She's hilarious. She's a world traveler. And most of all, she's my sister. Please welcome my dear sister, Ann Walker. Hi, Ann, how are you? I am fantastic. How
1: are you, my brother?
0: I am doing very well. Feeling all sorts of ways because uh, I guess it's the moon or the stars or whatever it is, but I'm feeling better. I'm digging myself out of the pit of despair. No. No charge, (laughs) escape. Now, that reference is Princess Bride, people. Keep up. It's okay. Google it if you haven't seen it. Um, But before we get started, How's life treating you over there in New York?
1: Life is grand. I'm enjoying myself. Um, Getting out there and doing the comedy thing, man. Um, There's a lot of places that they have segregated where you can go if you're vaccinated, but the unvaccinated can't go. You can't go in there if you don't got the card, man. So, see that all over the place. But you can walk through parks and all that other jazz, you know? Yeah, just don't come in their establishments without the card.
0: Of course. Now, I mean, are there more restrictions now? Because I know here in Florida, where Governor DeSantis and everything, everything is, is an open field day. You can slobber all over anybody and be totally fine with it, vaccinated <laughs> or not. Uh, are the restrictions yeah, yep. more uh, detailed over there? I know you mentioned you have to have a card to go do certain things, but uh, restaurants, you know, yeah. grocery stores, math, stuff like that? Yeah,
1: yep. Um, definitely restaurants, there's, they said, or it's a mandate here that in order to go into restaurants, um, you do have to have the card and certain shops, you have to have the card. But if you're eating outdoors, you're good. If you're walking to, you know, public places like the park or whatever, you're fine. You know, I just noticed that walking around and stuff. I'm like, oh, well, oh, they're swanky here. they not so swanky there. Oh, oh, I see. I see. You're treating other people like peasants, are you? Okay. I see.
0: nice even better and so before we dip heavily into the show um how is your podcast coming along
1: oh man um i'm enjoying it this is you didn't tell me how fun this is this is (laughs) you can get on here and just be like okay i'm talking about bubble butts today i know it's thursday at 3 a.m but we're talking about butts that belong to bubbles let's do it like this is so cool so um just getting creativity out. And, uh, I think I've done, how many have I done? I've done doop, doop, doop. I'm going to (laughs) say that many teen podcasts I've done so far, like 13, 15, something like that. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying getting it out. I'm enjoying the conversations and the commentary as well. It's very cool. i've inspired other people to do it it's so cool
0: hey that's awesome now how's the feedback uh, that you're getting from doing more and more of your shows
1: i I, honestly the thing was i wasn't really expecting feedback i was just kind of doing it to do it you know um and then i looked around as i'm learning the the um, platform that there was comments and i was like oh okay had four comments and it was just like, oh, really? Oh, wait a wow, really? Girl was like, okay, sister, I hear you, girl. I'm like, that's right, sis, okay. And she was like, I mean, it was, it was neat to have feedback and to have that kind of, I get you, I get what you're saying because this also was something that relates to me in this way and I'm like, okay.
0: Yeah, see, that's good. What I heard? mean, I mean, have you discovered anything new about yourself as far as doing podcasting and getting yourself out there. And now, of course, you know, with your comedy and doing that and touring with that, but have you discovered a more personal side of yourself by sitting in front of a microphone and just, you know, talking into the abyss, so to speak?
1: Yeah, and what I meant, that is the fun part. It's kind of like I don't have to be, on God, you know? I, I could just be... As open and as free an expression as I want to and no there's not an audience on my own audience but I get to t- say what's really on my heart and what's really on my head you know what I mean unfiltered just like uncensored and even you can do that on a stage to a point in front of an audience to a point you know what I mean mm-hmm. but having that alone time to be able to just be with your thoughts and be able to express your thoughts <laughs> sometimes thoughts come out Easier that way and sometimes it's a little more difficult too because I realize there's onion layers that I still hold on myself that I just I tend to peel back more freely when I just have that time and it's like oh okay I I might not have actually wanted to say that particularly I didn't think to say that thing but it came out and it came out in a way that was a way that I wanted to express it so that's been very helpful
0: Good. So what I've noticed in the podcast community, um, I've gotten quite a big following, and I'm very lucky and grateful for that. Um, Most people I speak to, they have a certain structure they do when they do their shows. And back in some of my shows, I've always tried to have that uh, building block of things I'm going to talk about from A to B to C to D. But when I turn on my microphone, all that goes out the window. And I just freestyle it, and I wonder if it's just me... Or is it you know, is it just who we are when we start doing this show because I know our minds work differently, you know, and that's not in a braggadocious kind of way, but I know our minds work differently and I know we don't follow certain formats. We just kinda of go off the cuff. You know, when it comes to your comedy, you know, you you speak how you feel. You don't particularly have I'm gonna say this and this and this, oh get a laugh? Okay, next I'm gonna say this, this and this. <laughs> do you take what you do in comedy and do you put that on your podcast or do you yourself personally have a format going in before you hit that record button?
1: Um, the only thing I would say as far as format would be that I'm like, okay, I'm going to say what I want to say. There's going to be a, a short story and a poem. You can count on that pretty much every time, but that's after I say whatever it is, it just comes out because I may start going, okay, I want to talk about this. And then it goes into something completely different that I wanted to talk about, but I didn't know I was going to talk about. But then it comes out anyway, and I'm like, okay, all right, cool, cool. <laughs> um, so, kill two birds, one stone. But regardless as to where the conversation goes, I try to include a short story and a poem. Um, and the pretty standard ending, you know, and that's it. But the beginning, all the way up till that point, is just me. It's just that's in there. It's
0: like pretty good, it's in there. Sweet. Now, some of my podcasts, I've gone back and I've tried to edit it, and I stopped myself because I don't want to edit anything I do. I want it just to be raw me. You know, whether it be the little stammers here and there or the ums and the errs and you know and stuff like that, I try to keep things just bare bones minimum. Do you find yourself wanting to go back and do edits? Do you find yourself wanting to go back and go, ooh, I shouldn't have said that. Oh, ooh, retakes. Or let me just erase this and start it all over from scratch. Do you find yourself doing that? Or are you comfortable you know, with yourself, with your confidence as far as doing your shows now? Because you know no one's looking at you when you're behind a microphone versus on stage.
1: That's true. Initially, I had started doing like, okay, well, let me edit this out. Let me get some of the dead air out. da 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 <clears throat> so, But now it's more like, all right, just let it go. Just let it flow. And what I started doing when I was editing the dead air, I'm like, then I'll edit the, um, then I'll edit the this and the the." And I was like, I don't want to do all that. If I'm going to do anything, I'll just let it do what it do, just not have too much of a gap between the words and the phrases and things that I say. Because I know there's some kind of unwritten rule. If you count to three and you go over like dead air space, it's too much. Something like that.
0: I was never, I never was aware of that. And it's been documented that I do my podcast shows strictly just for positivity, for uplifting, you know, trying to evolve the human spirit. How would you describe your podcast?
1: Um, I, oh, hadn't thought about that. <laughs> I, I like, I deliver what's on my mind um, in a palatable, silly way. Um, because I do have issues that weigh heavily that I need, I would feel like, need to be, but it is, I shine light on topics that I feel like, um, need to be explored a little more, um, and of course through my lens, and in a silly way, because there was something I had read, because I, I'm constantly reading, it doesn't matter what I get my hands on, I'm gonna read it, and I had read, um, that this lady had, (laughs) I wouldn't take the show in this direction, but this is what happened, so, the lady got decapitated, um, in public uh, by her ex-husband or her ex-boyfriend or something. And I was like, well, you don't hear that every day. I need to, to talk about this because there was buildup there. That didn't just happen one morning, he woke up and was like, okay, you know what? I feel like after coffee, I'm just gonna, you know, that doesn't happen. There, there was some things that led up to that, things that built up to that. And I, I'm, I had to address domestic violence and that's not something people like to talk about. But this thing something i feel like needs to talk be talked about you know and and then i also talk about things that are just goofy just flat out goofy lemon cow nipples i'll stick with that to the day i die lemon cow nipples make the best sour cream so there you have it
0: interesting okay. indeed now i've always wondered without dragging the show into a darker area but we're gonna get to the to the meat of the show is you read about those stories about how people just snap you know, and take out 20 people or kill their spouse or chop up something, you know. When I read those stories, I guess it's my morbid mind, just always wanna curious, wanting to know, you know, studying psychology and stuff like that, you know, what just sets off in that mindset to go, okay, today's the day, you know, you know, I'm taking out my (laughs) husband with an ax or, you know, the mailman deserves to get it now, you know, it just... It just makes me wonder you know what what steps that happens you know between point a we wake up in the morning brushing your teeth to you know chopping up for you know you know like father mcfeely you know what you know, what what are, what are those steps and you know what you know what are your thoughts on that i'm just curious i,
1: just, I feel like that's that because you said it somewhere like somewhere in your mind before that like days and weeks in advance because the more you tell yourself something the more you embed it in there so i'll bet you that had been going on for a while like next time this person does a b or c or next time this person says <laughs> c d or e i'm just I'm, I'm gonna snap i'm gonna snap i'm gonna snap and so then that one time came and you were already kind of borderline having a shit day you know and you're like i swear to god if that nigga put another creamer in his coffee i'll kill him <laughs> and then conversations go and he opens that creamer you're like he better not then he pours another creamer. That's the twelfth creamer in that one cup. Smack! It's over. Done. You know, so it, it's a buildup. I feel, and that's a buildup of anything really. If you build up anything too much, there's gonna be um, heavy consequences. You build up too much Taco Bell. Think about it. Consequences. You know.
0: It will truly be a mailox moment. Um, just to, you know, just to go from there. I know you and I talked off mic a couple of days ago about comedy. And so this would be about the main meat of the show is I watched a comedy special, you know, the Dave Chappelle comedy special. I'd recommend anyone and everyone to watch it. It's on Mm -hmm. Netflix. And there's been a lot of controversy concerning that. Now, before we get into that, in this particular generation now that it's much more and i'm not going to insult it or call it any derogatory names but just now there's a whole different view on sensitivity and about being insulted and triggered and all the buzzwords that follow it so knowing with my generation and your generation we were more raised upon the hard edge kind of thing you fall okay Anything broken? No. Get up and go on. Okay. Oh, someone called you a name. You're not bleeding. Nothing's broken. Keep it a move on. You know, oh, someone's picking on you? Okay, well, let them talk until they turn blue in the face. If they touch you, you pick up a brick and go upside their head. (laughs) You know, the basic sticks and stones motto. So in saying that, there's been a lot of backlash and there's so many different areas to, to paint with, but we're going to just focus on comedy. And there's so many backlash on so many people that are getting upset over comedy, that they want to cancel comedy, or they get offended by comedy. And you being a comedian, and just the way our family has been, we are very open when it comes to comedy. We say whatever we feel, whatever is on our mind, if it hurts you, then it is what it is. It's comedy.
1: Right, yeah. yeah. So,
0: working in comedy, you go to a comedy show, or you're doing a comedy show, and someone gets offended. How do you view that, and what are your thoughts on that?
1: Hmm. Um. Depending, truly, I guess, depending on the situation. But to put it in, in, to put it in general, a general setting, if you come to a comedy show, if you've never been and you don't know what to expect, I kind of get it. You know but you also understand comedy is a spectrum of voices a spectrum one comedian is not going to value the same thing another comedian is going to value and that's not um, anything other than their own unique experiences you know what I mean just like because we're all people and what I find funny somebody else isn't gonna necessarily find funny but if you're coming to a comedy show I would hope that the reason you're going is to have a good time that you're going to laugh, you know, because that's, you know, comedy, laughter. If that's what you're going to go there to do, awesome. But if you're going there to try to nitpick someone's set because of something that they said that you don't like, there's plenty of other places to go do stuff that, like that, <laughs> you know. And if that's your idea of having a good time, sit home and watch it at home, you know. But a live performance, if you're there, would feel that you're there to be part of the experience and to have a good time just like everybody else because with all this is going on already there's enough going on without more negativity you know what i mean and if it's directed solely at you and you're really you were the butt of every joke and that's it after the show be a person you know a grown person about it and talk to that other person hey i didn't appreciate what you said and appreciate you know a b and and leave it at that but to generalize and, and 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 like i don't know it just to me it doesn't make sense to want to come to a show or to come out and pay your money to go see a show or pay any money to go see a show even a free show to go out with the intent of having a good time but making it some making it less than a good time
0: right i understand do you feel that it's much more of a I'm trying to try to think how of word it do you think it's much more of like a social uh, victory for themselves meaning that you know I went to a show and I felt offended so it was my job to say something you know because I speak for the person who has short hair that she made fun of the person on stage and, and my friend has short hair and so I stood up for all the short-haired people do you think that they get offended to make themselves feel better, to get themselves their own personal victories?
1: Uh, well, that's what we call a Karen. Um, <laughs> I would say, yeah, that's, you want the spotlight on you so bad, you gotta disrupt everybody else's good time. Go find something to do. In fact, log away that joke that pissed you off, don't say nothing about it to the kid. Go to your friend who's got the short hair. Tell them the joke. If they laugh, Squash it. If they don't laugh, then both of y'all got a beef. But during the show, if it's something you just gotta, you have to have the attention and whatever, whatever. Go to open mic, test your material there. Don't do it <laughs> while a show is going on and comedians up there doing their time, because we only got so much time to be up there, you know. Now,
0: with this with this new society norm, has it affected your comedy in any way? Or have you seen, you know, in your travels watching your friends do? their their spots. Have you seen stuff like that happen? And, and and if you have, how did your friends handle it?
1: It's we well put it like this, I've had people who the one thing I love about my friends that do comedy, there's heckles, there's this, there's that, but they take care of themselves in a professional and hilarious manner because when they when they come back at you, everybody's gonna laugh. You gonna laugh included. So all you do is just make a joke out of yourself and you can laugh about it later and laugh about it right then, but you're gonna laugh. <laughs> you know, There's no rudeness or, or, or violence or any of that crap. It's just like, okay, tit for tat. Who's, 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 who's sharper? Who's material sharper and who's got the microphone? What are we gonna do? You know, but um, I guess it happens everywhere. It's unfortunate, but it happens everywhere. And as, as entertainers and artists and stuff like that, we're always ready. Because we're our stuffs kind, of, we critique ourselves harder than we anybody else critiques us. So, <laughs> what?
0: Okay, not good. Now, of course, to piggyback on that, so we'll take another little turn to movies. And the reason why I say that is because this generation does not know about Blazing Saddles, for example. <laughs> that was. Now, for those of you who do not know what Blazing Saddles is, Blazing Saddles is a movie made in the 80s, and it's a comedy. It focuses on multiple stereotypes. Um, It's to set in an old western background, and they just push every single stereotypical button. Not to make fun of it, but just to make fun of the stereotype itself and how it's perceived. And now, movies like that, or movies like Gone with the Wind, they all have these disclaimers. You know, saying this movie depicts racism, this movie depicts sexualism, this movie depicts blah blah blah. We're just letting you know before you watch the movie, or they take certain movies and they pull them now. Uh-huh. Now, to me, it goes back to the old saying, you know, those who do not learn from history are prepared to repeat it. Or if you don't like, if you don't like something, don't don't watch it. You don't want to see something don't watch it don't want to listen to something don't do it you know we you know, you have the power of thought you have this you know you have this conscious power to not want to see something that may offend you so my question before we go to another topic is why do you think people purposely watch something or hate watch it just to be offended i, I don't understand that because i guess I guess it's our own different mindset that we have. I can speak for, you know, me, you, and our family. But I I never understood the fact of watching something or listening to something just to be offended, which goes back into stand-up comedy. You're going to see a comedian, and you know what his or her material is going to be. But yet you go. And to those of you who would say, well, I don't know what their content is. I'm just going just for the show. Why don't you get up and you walk out? So, I mean, what are your opinions on movies being edited or movies with disclaimers that have been made back in the 70s and the 80s and even the 90s? Well,
1: I I get that times change. Things do change. And having a disclaimer on there these days is a smart move, especially for liability's sake. You know what I mean? So, I get that. I understand it isn't changing the movie at all. It's not taking those portions of the movie out. It's just letting you know, hey, this is in here. So in case you're aware or you're very sensitive to the subject, it's in there. I think it's a good move. Not,
0: you know, changing the movie at all. I gotcha. And see, this one thing I love about having you on the show. You know, you don't share my same opinion. And even if you did, you have your own reasoning for it, which I like. Um, I'm just not a big fan of adding disclaimers on classic movies. Because, once again, this was in a different generation, a different time. And I really don't want to... I guess make light of it, but I guess, say for example, John Wayne movies. You know, the woman would come up to John Wayne and yell and scream at him, and he'd just, you know, just go upside her head one good time, but that was that for that generation. Or, you know, or Porky's, you know, the, 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 the young teens would try to get laid every single scene and stare at the girl. Or, or violence back then in those particular movies are more prevalent head choppies and, and, and gutting and stuff like that. You know, there are so many different things across the spectrum versus what they are now. You know, in those kind of films, or directors would be canceled, or actors would be canceled because they took part in such a like that. Um, now we go into the, okay, this is who you are. You're a famous artist, movie star, male, female, whatever. And we looked into your history and we found out you did something 25 years ago and now you have to pay for it something you said or an interview you did you know or something racist or sexist you said 20 years ago and now we're going to come after you and now we're going to cancel you the new buzzword Mm. I have a strong opinion upon that because do (laughs) do tell because we're not the same people we were a year ago not even five months ago not even two months ago because we're ever changing we're ever evolving or at least hopefully most of us do. <laughs>
1: that would be nice.
0: <laughs> you know, but if you say something 20 years ago and all of a sudden they're like, Anne, you know, here's this Pulitzer Prize, you've done so much for the community and in two months down the road, you know, you know, Anne said blah, blah, blah about short-haired people and now we're offended. Now we're taking back your Pulitzer Prize and we're canceling you. Do you feel that that's fair? That someone dug into your records and, and and you know and pulled out something that you said and held out against you all these years later in context everybody has said or does some or done something questionable because unfortunately we're all not we're all not clean you know yeah, that's the truth so how do you feel about society now doing that
1: <sighs> society is hypocritical in every way possible so it's not surprising no it's not fair um however i feel like this if that person if that person's views haven't changed over 20 years and you're still doing the same stuff that got you you know noticed about this in the first place then yes absolutely take all your stuff because if you were racist 20 years ago And then you're racist 10 years ago. And now you're racist five years ago. And you're racist last year. And you're racist two hours ago. You're still fucking racist. (laughs) You know, it doesn't matter how many accolades you brought to society. Because what you've taught as well, probably in your private life, you've taught generations of up and coming people who look up to you that it's okay to dislike someone for the color of their skin. And that's what this country has gone to war over. That's what a lot of the economic oppression and then all the suppression and stuff is over because we don't wanna see each other as being equal. So if you have that mindset, whatever accolades you've done over all these years, and you've also spread re- racism throughout society doing those things, yeah, they should be taken away if that be the case. But if 20 years ago you said something and you're just like, yeah, I said that it was wrong, You know and you don't do that anymore you don't believe that anymore and your behavior shows that then yeah it's not it's not fair to do that it's not fair to judge some someone on the actions that they've done then but the actions that you did then if you're still doing them now then they're still valid if the actions and stuff are invalid I can I can it's not fair
0: Hmm, I see I'm just curious upon that because I mean there's a little bit of give-and-take in that you know so it's so I understand, what you're, I, want you, I understand what you're saying totally, you know, you, know, if, you know, if a former KKK person had all those ideals back then and are still holding on to them to this day, of course. Right. But if that same KKK person, you know, made amends and kind of reshaped his or her life to a point where they actually fit into society and making a difference, and then somebody digs and go, oh, hey, I noticed that you were a Klan member 25 years ago. Well, I'm not now. Well, that doesn't matter. You know, we're still going to punish you for what you did 20 years ago. You know, that I don't find fair.
1: Right. That doesn't. Yeah. yeah so I don't find that fair either because people do change. I, I've been people. There are some people listening as going, oh, you have no idea. Your lollipop rainbow world isn't isn't in reality. People don't change. I beg to differ. People change every moment of every single day. We all change. Now some begrudgingly more than others, <laughs> but we all change, and some for the better, some not for the better. But over the course of time, the most important changes that people do are within themselves. You know, and whatever you do in yourself is going to show anyway.
0: And right, and yeah. I agree. Now I want to make a small amendment to that statement you made. Um, I feel that people do not change. Now just hear me okay. out. I feel that people don't change I feel that people evolve you know I you know I really feel that people evolve and I you know, I look at that different as far as change goes um, but but, that, but that's just my own personal you know uh, opinion so okay. it's okay you have a very weird look on your face now for those of you who listen to the show of course you can't see our facial reactions <laughs> so she kind of raised her eyebrow a little bit looked at me different when I said that statement and to my explanation to that is i feel that you know yes you are the same person you were eight years ago but i feel that you've evolved and you've you know and you've grown as a person your your, your, your ideals and how you see things there are still remnants of uh, you know of the past human being there's still remnants of it you yeah. know you know i think you've you grow as a person you don't change you just grow as a person and
1: the same things because you change. You have to change to grow and you have to grow to change. You know what I say? I mean, this night like because change is no meaning to stay the same. And when you grow, you're not staying the same. So, I mean, look,
0: well, I mean, that's what the books were. I, I, hey, no, I, no, I understand fully because that, you know, that's what opposed to me the same light. So I'm like, I understand what they're saying, but I just have a different view on it. It, it could be the same, could be the same. Just, 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 just my view on it. You know, I mean, steak or chicken. Anyhow, but. so <laughs> or <her down>. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. To, to get back to the positive side of the show itself, I just had to, you know, just, just think about certain things when it comes to people in society and how they, you know, how they feel and what they think. You know, like what will cause somebody to snap and kill 25 people or, you know, cancel culture or, you know, stance on how people view comedy nowadays because I feel that, Comedy isn't comedy. Comedy isn't comedy anymore, because of the way people look at it. And I'm and sorry, your response. To you're to you're to about to say something. To I'm sorry. Say it again.
1: I said it's interesting to try to stifle expression. You know, because um, uh, we're going into like the Dave Chappelle thing. <clears throat> he and even like I don't know. we have our own they george carlin oh they they we voice our opinion they voice their opinion and it's just like well put it like this I'm not trying to like i'm on and off the subject at the moment like you tell a joke and you say something in the joke that somebody doesn't like and they come up to you after and it's like well i liked your whole set except for this part right here like okay it's already out there you've already said it whether that person liked it or not is irrelevant not trying to be not trying to make light of it but i'm saying there's people who are not going to like what you have to say no matter what it is you say so they're going to get the rest of the world to shut you up because you're saying something that they don't like i that's what i don't i don't understand that
0: well i mean that's something I, i never understood you know, I mean, art is subjective. Comedy is subjective. You know, movies are subjective. Yeah. You, know, so, you know, so who are you to come into this world and go, Well, I don't like this. And just because I don't like it, you shouldn't like it either. And all these people shouldn't like it either. So I'm going to go out of my way to make sure that you get stopped because I don't like it. You know, I, never, uh-huh. I never understood that. And that's something I never really agreed with. Now,
1: again, I can understand bullying. You know, that kind of, but again, it's, like I said, the times we grew up with, are way different. I, b- bullied in school meant, and I'm not saying it's not, any more or less valid, being bullied meant somebody who's going to face-to-face physically do, do something to harm you. Insulting was was with words. So if you're being insulted, we, we take it with a grain of salt. She don't call me a name, I'll call your name back. Going about my day, boom. But... Now, bullying, I guess, has also become like a, a verbal thing, too, so you verbally bully somebody. And that's where I was like, unless somebody's trying to verbally bully me, do you know how good my words are? <laughs> don't do it. I don't. We can play all day, and I promise you'll leave crying. You, <laughs> and that's not me being a bully, that's me accepting a challenge, that's how I felt as a kid. Because bullying me meant you were going to push me around physically, and that I didn't care for as a kid. I'm like, why do we have to do this? Why can't we just talk about it? <laughs> you know, yeah. and now neither one is acceptable. You, fighting, you can't fight with your fists anymore. It just kind of reminding me of Friday. You can't do that anymore because people are too scared for whatever reason to be confrontational, too to scared to have a conversation about things that they don't like. You know, it's, it's too hard to really get to the core of, of I, I don't know, with people a lot on a, on a large scale, because back in the day you, you can sit down and talk with somebody. You can disagree, and you can agree to disagree, and go on about your day. It doesn't change the fact that you are who you are, and that person is who they are. You yeah, know. Right. But now it's just like somebody say something to disagree, and you know, they'll call you a name, or they don't like you, or whatever, and then you take that to really just. Embrace it in your whole person and your demeanor and everything, and that just rocks your whole world because somebody else that you don't really know that well, who doesn't know you nearly as well yourself, said something about you that hurt your feelings, and now you're distraught. Yeah. There's no conversation, there's no self, you know what I mean? I don't know, we're yeah. taught differently, and I'm, I'm still trying to learn to navigate my way around this whole thing, too. Again, not trying to minimize any of it because I don't understand to that level I just I don't I'd like to I feel compassion toward people and it's just something that I just I wasn't taught to really give a lot of attention to because to me it wasn't it was something that could easily be solved
0: absolutely and I hate to keep going back to it it's just a generational thing um, because and also it goes back to how we were raised you're right just how we were raised and um, In my my late twenties, early thirties, cyberbullying came out, Mm. and that's something I didn't understand. I actually thought it was a joke, you know, not to downplay or demean, you know, actual cyberbullies out there. That's something I never understood. I had a conversation, you know, with someone at that time, and they posed a question: What if somebody cyberbullied our little ones or cyberbullied me? And my answer was fairly simple absolutely it was a simple solution i clicked the off button and and for that i got a whole lot of a whole lot of backlash for that because you know they're like okay you're not sympathetic you know towards the person who's being bullied i'm like absolutely because it's a simple solution you turn off the computer that stops that just like in our generation if you're on the phone with someone and they're trying to belittle you trying to be mean to you you hang up the phone
1: yeah it's so simple
0: you know so and sometimes I am confused with the bullying thing because you have the power to walk away yes you know you have the power to let it go you have the power you know for example as a parent to teach your children what what bullying is what what the true definition of bullying is and how to you know, get out of that particular situation. If you can, if not, then obviously you go to someone else that can take care of that for you. Um mm. and of course once again, not not trying to be insensitive. It's just I don't understand it, just like you. Um
1: Right, but you I feel like self worth is a, is another thing and it's not being arrogant or cocky, but knowing your worth or putting some value on yourself. You know, self-confidence, self-esteem, self confidence, self esteem, self, negative self. Um <laughs> Just to have that about you to know that words can only go as far as you take them for the most part you know and i know people out here and that's another thing that's different nowadays Kavad, that wasn't as prominent when we were growing up and we were very fortunate for it not to have been um, is violence and kids shooting up schools and, and bullying that the they take to the extreme where um, they feel like now i got to come in here and and kill up everybody. We didn't have that to the extent nearly at all that it is now in America, and um, we didn't have the, the mentality of the teachers and stuff now because more and more I'm hearing about teachers that really just do not care, they don't. So if a kid is getting bullied and they've told the school and they've told the teachers and they've told the, and it's still happening, they're feeling like okay i can't do this anymore you know what i mean hmm. but we didn't have that recourse of okay well i'm bullying on so and so and he might bring a gun to school tomorrow <laughs> we had never had that thought one i never believe kids but what i'm saying is that wasn't a thought that we had our th- our junk was like okay there might be a fire drill that might be it
0: yeah And, of course, in our generation, you're right. We have much more outside fistfights. If there was a problem and words couldn't take care of it, you go outside, you fistfight, and that's it. There was no such thing as coming back with AK-47 and blowing away half the school. No such thing. Um, Because, you know, without going to a long tangent about that, but the teachers, you know, had more power. The parents had more power to use their voice and say, hey, look, this is what this is. And we're going to take care of this, you know. You know, nowadays. Oh, go ahead. You were going to say something. Oh
1: no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry.
0: You know, nowadays, without getting into a long tangent, um, most of the things are happening because you know. I guess people have less, people have less power. I guess, and people are too afraid to to get to get offended or to hurt someone's feelings and stuff like that. And once again, I'm saying all this not to downplay. You know what goes on nowadays, because what's going on nowadays is, of course, it's harsh. It's unnecessary. It's, you know, you know, it's violent to get violence. But we're talking about past generations, how things are much more different, how easily they were handled. Because, you know, like I said before, sticks and stones. You know, talk to me. I have the power of laughing at you and walking away. Or you talk to me and insult me. I keep walking. No one's, no one's keeping me there to listen to you verbally abuse me. You know if you if you swing at me then that's it (laughs) you know but but please continue
1: like you're saying the one that we're power because we i guess for some reason have downplayed our actual power to ourselves and feeling like we're powerless or or whatever but people are so quick to talk down to themselves and not even you know i guess mindful to uplift themselves and that's where I think a lot of that comes from. And I still stem like that whole, and I'm not saying whole self-love thing, but yeah, whole self-love thing. It's important. It's so critically important. Because if you don't love you, it's going to be hard-pressed to get somebody else to. Because you won't even know what it is. You don't even know how to love yourself. So how are you going to tell somebody else to do it? You know? And how we express ourselves when we feel that we're powerless is shooting up schools you know, and all that other crazy shit. But if you realize that you are a powerful person and that you can control your emotions, you can control yourself, people are gonna talk about you from, like I said, I will say this to my dying day, okay? People are gonna talk about you from before you are born to after you did, okay? And whatever they say, they just gonna say. They're just gonna say it. And we know half that shit probably is not even gonna be true.
0: Yeah,
1: absolutely. But what does it matter? I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I
0: mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. I'll say this one thing and I'll hand it back to you. Um, I've always said for many, many years no matter what you do in this life somebody's not going to like you. Now, either you're going to focus on the people that don't or the people that do. That's a question you have to answer for yourself. But please, I'll hand it back to you. No, that's
1: a good point. You know? <clears throat> so it's... Let them talk. Let people... Because people going to say it anyway. People going to say what they want to say anyway. So, you know water off a duck's back, let that let it be what it's going to be, but you keep going according to your own purpose, you No? Know, keep shucking on and doing the good things that you do and be a lovable person that you are because everybody ain't going to understand you in fact there's not going to be very many that do and that's okay because as long as you do, you're good now what I'm saying is too don't be a serial killer, don't <laughs> I'm not advocating illegal activity at all Because, you know, but um, what I am saying is we all have our own struggles. We figure them out. And people are still going to say whatever they're going to say. So stay strong within yourself.
0: Absolutely. And for the final topic of this show, and once again, before I get started, thank you so much for joining me. It's been tremendous. Had a great time. So the final topic of the show is the power of words which goes back to the sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. So I've always had this ideal in my head for many, many years, even in my teens, the topic of foul language. I have been a huge proponent for many, many years that there is no such thing as bad language, only bad intentions. Now, a little bit of a backstory for those of you who are new to the walk racing experience. I myself... Am a African American slash black man and I was never too keen on the word black or African American. I'm just an American, period. Um, I have been called everything from the colored kid to that black guy, even the word nigga, I've been called that for many, many years. And I never really took those words to heart or foul language, saying the word fuck or shit. That never really bothered me and I've always had the stance of there is no foul language. You know, these words were created by man and for whatever reason, some words have been deemed offensive or deemed bad in American society. Well, society in in general. Um, For example, in the UK, they call each other cunts just like it's no big deal. (laughs) That's so true. You know, know, oh, he's a cunt. Oh, look at him. He's a righteous cunt. Stuff like that. You know, cigarette, they call it a fag. Um, in, in In Europe in general, when I was in Germany at a very young age, looked at my daily newspaper. There was nudity on the front cover. It was a burlesque show. And that took me off guard because it's something you're never really used to seeing. Now, granted, it wasn't titillating or anything. It was just, it took me off guard. And the person i was staying with while i was there told me this is the norm it's really no big deal you know it's just the way it's just just the way it is and i think language is the exact same way we can say whatever we want because the words were created by man to where it's deemed offensive or bad is a whole nother story so what are your thoughts on quote unquote foul language well
1: shit. Um...
0: <laughs> <laughs> see what i did there
1: <laughs> right um i used to teach bible study for six years and uh grew up in the church and we were taught that that was just a sin you don't use those type of words in that language you just don't do it baby and uh so i walked around saying uh, substitute swear words for actual swear words you know like frosted flakes and and Fritos and stuff instead of the F word but to me it was just like I never really questioned it because I kind of grew up that way and I didn't actually start using bad language quote unquote until I was 11 because I was like damn nope that doesn't sound like I mean it hold on damn ooh that's too harsh wait uh damn it that's nope that's an adult so it was just an interesting world for me because I always knew it was bad, quote-unquote. But to feel about it, I guess I didn't have any feeling about it until I was just like, I'm comfortable with it or I'm not comfortable with it, you know. So I've grown to be more comfortable with it because I guess my view of good and bad was all through Jesus.
0: Now, do you think there are bad words, for example?
1: (sighs) Okay answering that question easily i don't think there are any bad words I, like you said the intent has to be there because you can say hurtful things with just the words i'm saying now it doesn't have to be any like swear or bad words or are the ones that have bad intent behind them so that hmm.
0: and i agree wholeheartedly i just never understood it and i guess once again it was instilled in us at a very young age that there are certain words you can't say So as we got older, had kids of our own, we instilled those same things. And then magically, at a certain age, we're like, okay, you can go ahead and say it now. And then you sit back and think, you're like, wait a second. Why couldn't they say it? I'm like, why couldn't they say it back then? What's so different now than when they get older? But then again, you think about it, you're like, okay, well, society would deem it offensive. Because why are you letting your nine-year-old say filth, floor, and filth, floor and filth? but when they're 18, yeah, when, when they say 18, they can say everything. They can say, see you next Tuesday, you know, stuff like that. And that's always been in my mind, having a little one myself, you know, he said the word dang, and I shoot him an evil look. And then you sit back, you think about it, you're like, wait a second, why why can't he say that? You know, and then you see certain cultures where little kids can say whatever they want to, and we look at them in a very different, weird kind of way. So it's kind of a double it's kind of a double-edged sword because of the way we were taught. Yeah, yeah. You
1: know, personal experience deems a lot for like the present and future. Yeah. You
0: know? So. Interesting. So I was just curious to get your take on that, and I know we can have hours and hours conversation about language and meaning of language and how we see it, but of course. Yeah. We have lives and obligations. so.
1: (laughs) True. Uh, But he has another time as well.
0: Absolutely. So as we put a close on the show, um, where can anyone find you and your work?
1: I'm usually in my basement in the dungeon. I'm just kidding. I'm (laughs) a walk in peace um, on Instagram. I am at a walk in peace on... Uh, at YouTube and at Ann Walker on YouTube. Also just Linktree me actually. Linktree with the slash thingy walk in peace and all my stuff is right there. Bam.
0: Sweet. Are you on Amazon and Stitcher and stuff like that?
1: I have no idea who Stitcher is. Um, I am on I was on Amazon. I don't know if they still have it up there. Comics Watching Comics. Well. Yeah.
0: Well we we'll, we'll definitely can find out. and Make sure people will find you on there. And any comedy shows you have coming up in New York?
1: Yo, October 23rd. I've got my own room. Uh, October 23rd at 7pm. The Tribe, I'm hosting The Tribe. Me, hosting it. You guys need to be there, booties in seats. Tickets on Eventbrite. Yo, for real. And Walker hosting The Tribe at the Tiny Cupboard.
0: Now where's that located? What happened? Where is that located?
1: That's located in Brooklyn um, on 10 Cooper Street. Yeah, third floor, room 315. Meet me up in there.
0: Now, will this be streamed?
1: Oh, you know what? I don't think this one will. I, I didn't even think... you're. Thank you. You bring it. I love it. I'm going to use it. So not this one. This is the first one. But um, for subsequent ones, yeah, I think I'm going to do that.
0: Okay. I mean, we would love to see your work streaming, whether it be on YouTube or twitch.tv or anything else like that. Get get yourself out there. Have a whole lot of people see you. And I know my listeners want to see your, perform. We want to see you perform. They want to see your work. Everything in between. And before, and before I do my little plugs, any comments you want to say to the people of uh, the Walker AC experience?
1: Hear people of the walker ac experience you catch up and keep current with walker ac because he's doing great things okay you listen to those podcasts and you give him some love and you send my brother some love damn it i mean that yeah
0: <laughs> and of course you can always find us of course on uh, walkerac76.podbean.com you can reach out to us under slacking majestically01yahoo.com we are still taking uh, submissions for the opening theme of the show. Um, we're narrowing it down a little bit if you want to post your own theme to the beginning of the show. If we choose you, we'll give you a free t-shirt, name drop you on the show as well, even have you on the show. You can submit all inquiries to, of course, slacking majestically Any comments, questions, in the comment section below. You can always find us on multiple free platforms in the comment section below. Find us on Twitter at WalkerAC Experience 76 twitch.tv.com forward slash the walker ac experience everything else in between go on cafepress.com forward slash w a c e buy yourself some merchandise support the experience by adrian we like to thank each and every single one of you for listening to the show we like to thank ann walker as well for being part of the show had a great time. Stay tuned on Thursday for Cerberus featuring Miss Bradley. Saturday, of course, the Saturday matinee show. I know the past couple Saturdays haven't been on too, too much, but we're getting everything streamlined, making it more enjoyable uh, for the experience itself. For Ann Walker, I have been Walker AC. This has been a Walker AC experience. Say goodnight, dear sister.
1: Good night,
0: dear sister. And we'll talk to you soon.